You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So Denver Nuggets are NBA champions for the first time in franchise history. The Nuggets closed out the Miami Heat 94-89 in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Nikola Jokic was awarded Finals MVP. He finished the postseason leading all players in total points, total rebounds, and total assists, so an absolute dominant performance from Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP for the regular season, now the finals MVP for this NBA Finals in 2023. Now, uh, the Nuggets have a strong team, clearly, having won this title. They come into next season as the betting odd favorites to repeat as champions as well. They're plus 475 coming into next season. You wonder where the Knicks may be after what they did this season, and and some of the rumors we're hearing about the offseason. How is Vegas see the Knicks right now? Currently 15th in the odds for NBA championship for next season. Knicks right now, I can get them at plus 4,000. So interesting note there. We will talk about the Knicks in a second from that regard. But first, Tommy on the Nuggets. Why were they able to capture this championship this season? Yeah, first and foremost, is it starts with a center, starts with uh, Nikola Jokic, who was flat-out dominant. You mentioned first player in NBA history um, to lead the post- all postseason players um, in points, rebounds, and assists. I mean, the you look at the game log, you look at the numbers, they really are mind-blowing. Um, average 30, 14, uh, 30 points, 14 rebounds in the finals, shot, shot 58% from the floor. Um, postseason just missed these a couple of rebound a couple of assists shy from averaging a 30 point triple double um you know over the, the in the postseason scored 600 points on 414 field goal attempts um had a higher three-point percentage than Steph Curry and and uh, Kevin Durant and uh, several other you know Clay Thompson just elite shooters um obviously didn't have the same volume as those guys but not you know knock down three pointers enough to stretch the defense w- when needed to um, really can't say enough about Jokic. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of folks, uh, I'm sure, um, uh, had to watch kind of you know through through their through, through clenched fists um, that had you know referred to him as a stat patter and not yeah. worthy of being considered an all time great. Um, Jokic made a lot of folks eat their words over the past two months. So um, credit to Jokic, and obviously uh, he's not the only one. Jamal Murray played at an incredibly high level, um, uh, really, really, you know, obviously averaging ten assists. Um, um, uh, just a fourth player in NBA history to average 20 points and 10 assists in the NBA Finals. Other three are Jordan, Magic, and LeBron. Um, so those are pretty decent names. Um, he play, and, and obviously uh, he, he and Jokic are the first pair of teammates to average 25, 5, and 5. Um, just a phenomenal run by the Nuggets, who were really the best team in the NBA from the very start of the season to the final day of the 2022-23 uh, of the season. Um, so credit to the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets in their success obviously starts and ends with Nikola Jokic, uh, another just uh, spectacular end 
to uh, another spectacular season for him. This one time ending with the ultimate prize, a uh, championship. And it's funny with these guys because, like, I don't know. I think sometimes we're, we kind of got – because of the Jordan era, I think we're kind of lost in the sauce with some of these great players and, like, refusing to acknowledge their greatness before they win a championship because there's this concept that maybe these guys will end up like Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley and Carl Malone and John Stockton, which, by the way, not a bad place to be <laughs> if you end up like one of those guys. Yeah. But I think because we saw for a long stretch of time – all-time great players end up ringless like there's this weird kind of like we can't actually celebrate these great players who are clearly in inevitably going to win a championship um and and this concept that oh, these guys may actually never win a championship so therefore i i can kind of you know make a hot take and say hey this guy actually isn't all that great because they lived in a world where there were great players who actually didn't win championships and then all those same people who will bash barkley and bash ewing and bash malone and bash stockton for not winning championships and it's silly to me because like we're so beyond that era like like now all the great players win championships at some point pretty much think about them like lebron wade duncan uh kg paul pierce dirk and whiskey kevin the uh, kevin durant stephen curry are you like going i mean Ka- Kawhi leonard like everybody wins championships at this point in time there are no dynasties anymore so you're going to see these great guys eventually get over the hump. So I was happy to see Jokic get over the hump and, and, and make those uh, those uh, detractors, like you said, eat those words, because this was just inevitable. It was like, you know, the, the hot takes on Jokic were just going to run out of time at a certain point, and it felt like this was that time. He showed why he is the best player in the NBA, the most dominant player in the NBA. And I think what was, I think, maybe most surprising for a lot of people was how effective he was defensively in this series. Opponents shot only 39% in the field in the finals against him. That's akin to what Giannis did in 2021 for the uh, the, the, for the Milwaukee Bucks against the Phoenix Suns. Um, I mean, I can't count. I, he had a million deflections this year. I can't count on two hands how many deflections he had and how many turnovers he caused with his defense. So you had the defensive impact he had to go along with all the stuff he does on the glass and his offensive impact. And you got the best player in the world, and he he showed that. So credit to Jokic, um, and like you said, credit to Jamal Murray. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. He's been for a while now. And, you know, to think about his story, going back from the knee injury, him wondering if the team was going to give up on him, and to get to that point, it, it was inspiring. And, I, you know, I saw Odell Beckham talk about it uh, today, I think earlier today, uh, talking about he was inspired by what he saw from Jamal Murray in these playoffs. I think it was inspiring for a lot of people. So, that duo really looks like a fun duo that I hope we get to watch for a long time. It feels like maybe this is the the remaking of Stockton Malone without Michael Jordan to kind of stop them from winning championships. Like this might be the, the, the next great, you know, point guard, big man combo. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, and I think it's a good point you make as, as far as defense is concerned. And a lot of that had to do with, um, 
you know, folks, and, and listen, a lot of people don't have the time. If you work a job, right. you know, nine to yeah. five on the East Coast, you don't have time to watch Nuggets games. And you got a kid and you got a dog and, you you know, you got to go to check in on your parents and hang out with your friends. Like, you don't have time to to, to watch all the Nuggets games. So a lot of, but, but the issue is a lot of, you know, casual fans get their, you know, take their, are informed by people that should, you know, should, your, should job, know. Right. your job is to, is to cover the NBA. Then you should, then you have to, you should be required to, to watch it. So all the folks bashing the, and the numbers were there, the advanced right. analytics needed when he was on the floor, the nuggets were a very good defensive team, but he didn't yeah, average a lot of blocks and there weren't a lot of uh, Instagram highlights of him, uh, you know, jumping over guys back and, you know, you know, and, <laughs> right, and, yeah. and he just fundamentally sound. He boxed out. He was positioned correctly understood what play the other team was going to run by doing advanced research. Part of that's, you know, credit to the coaching staff that prepared the team. Um, and, and he took credit on He took pride on that end of the floor. He wasn't a guy that didn't, didn't, didn't give effort. He, he you know, he, he tried hard. Um, and all those things in, in, in totality, um, also his offensive dominance, which wears you out on the other end of the floor, um, led to the Nuggets being a good team on the defensive end and him being effective defensive player. Again, the, you know, the, some of the counting stats don't may, may not necessarily reflect that um the highlight plays may not necessarily be there but at the end of the day his team won and his team played well yep. and part of it was because of what he did defensively um so you know i'd like to say oh this will be a, a wake-up call for for the hot take <laughs> artists but um you and i both know that that's not the case and that's that's for a myriad of other reasons um, yeah basically because uh that that hot takes are required in order to feed the beast um but um uh, the one thing that that EJ and I, EJ and I, try to pride ourselves on is we try to be um, a little bit of a of a hot take free zone. Um, yeah. So- and we'll try to continue to do that going forward. But uh, yeah, long story short, um, you know, we're not going to say anything that hasn't already been said. Um, it's good to see Jokic get his flowers and also the way he handled it, I, I thought was really classy, uh, making sure he yeah. shook everybody's hand. Um, so uh, credit to Jokic and the Nuggets and uh, well-deserved. Yeah, I really – it was funny because he got a lot – like, not he didn't get heat for it, but, like, people were kind of like, that was weird. Like, why – and I actually – I'm actually surprised more guys don't do that, like, after winning a championship. And I, and I think we've seen some guys kind of make sure they go and get to guys before they just run off and celebrate. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I thought that was classy. Uh, I, I, I like that he went and tried to, you know, give everybody – show everybody love, especially that team because there have been some harsh words between those two teams, not in these finals, but in past seasons because of the issue with him and Morris and – so like I actually thought that that was uh, classy of him and classy of the Heat. They're classy organizations as much as a as a Nick fan I can't stand them. Yep. Classy for the Heat as well. They were classy throughout this entire series, except for Jimmy Butler, which is a whole nother story. Um, not about the Heat Nuggets, but about the Hall of Fame. But um, but yeah, and, and and then also shout out to the you know the roster they put together. I mean, Calvin Booth really did a phenomenal job because he was he inherited, and of course he was on the staff, but he inherited a nice nucleus that that Connolly put together. Um, and then Conley left to Minnesota, and he made some moves in the margins that really put them over the top. I mean, the KCP trade was pure highway robbery. I still don't understand what what Washington was thinking of making that trade, and then signing uh, Bruce Brown, a guy who you know they got off the scrap heap, a guy that the Nets decided uh, you know couldn't play for them, and 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 was one of the reasons why they were losing. And look, if you're playing a six four guy at power forward, and he's probably not going to be all that effective. That's how the Nets were using him. You see him play for the, the uh, Nuggies, and you realize this guy's got some game. He can handle, he can shoot. Like, it kind of didn't make sense how he had been used. So uh, credit to the front office as well. Of 
course, everybody knows how much of Mike Malone. So I, I don't even got to go into how much uh, of a great job he did. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. Prove that as well. So Nuggets come in next season right now as the betting favorites. Do you do you buy that? It just just real quick, because you mentioned Tim Connolly. I hadn't heard really, you know, his name mentioned. How about Tim Connolly spends a decade building up the Nuggets, know. you know, kind of from scratch. Yeah. Leaves them right before they win a championship and leaves to make arguably the worst trade in NBA history. You know, I whether know. that was A-Rod pulling the strings or whatever the case might be. Um, that's going to go down on his resume. And he has to, you know, now he's got Rudy Gobert, no draft picks, and has to watch Jokic and Murray, you know, guys that he drafted raise a raise a. Yeah, so, sometimes sometimes uh, that promotion isn't 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 what you think it is, you know. Like he, totally. so he wanted to be a president. He wanted all the power, and hey. you know, Stan Kroenke could be Stan Kroenke. He wasn't trying to give him all that money and that power. And now, like, no, I, I, like you're right. I think a lot of people are not going to remember that he built the nucleus of this team. They're going to remember him now for being the guy who made the biggest blunder in recent yep. NBA history, which is a, a crazy turn of events for him. Um, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, I think uh, you know the. Um, uh, the Nuggets have the belt right now, and until you, you know, until you take the strap from them, um, they deserve to be the odds-on favorite. Um, I, I could definitely make an argument um, that the Bucks could be co-favorites, or you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I'd have them, you know, right underneath um, uh, the Nuggets. But you know, considering the uh, the Bucks just lost in the first round, and the Nuggets are champions, um, it's difficult, you know. And, and plus, we found out Middleton had surgery. Um, you yep. know, is he ever going to be the same player that he was uh, during the championship season? Um, because he's obviously a major, major catalyst, um, you know, yep. along with Giannis and, and Drew Holiday. I think only has one year you know, one year left on his contract and a player option, so they got to figure out there. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, I'd love to see a, a Bucks Nuggets. I, I, I likely, you know, pick that as my as my finals matchup, uh, yep. you know, three months from now when we do our preseason predictions. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's fair to uh, install the Nuggets as, as preseason favorites. I would as well. I mean, I think that there's a lot of teams – it feels like a lot of these contenders got a lot of soul searching to do this offseason. Like, yeah. unlike other years, we're like, you know, contenders, you lose in the playoffs. Okay, you know, maybe make one move here or there and whatever. I, it just feels like all these other teams besides the Nuggets are like staring at their rosters being like, uh, if we don't do it next year, like, what's going to happen? I mean, Philly, Boston, uh, in terms of what do you do with Jalen Brown, they decided to keep the coach, which is like, I mean, was that the right move? They know they hired Charles Lee from Milwaukee. To be their top assistant, he was been one of the hot, hot you know coaching names all throughout the NBA as an assistant to be a next head coach. You know, is that the guy that's kind of now maybe the coaching waiting for when Missoula screws up? The Bucks, as you mentioned, older roster. Um, is Brook Lopez a free agent? I believe this year. Isn't that something I gotta deal with too? Like, yep. so yep. Brook Lopez is a free agent. Like, uh, and then go to the West. Don't even start it with John Moran in Memphis. Uh, the Warriors. What? How? Where are they gonna do? How are they gonna retool? The Lakers. How are they going to retool? Like, it just feels like these teams maybe end up having good records next season, but it just feels like these teams are in a little bit of a weird situation where if you're the Nuggets, I think you yep. feel like as long as we're healthy, we could beat anybody. You know, like, I think that may be the only thing you worry about. Say, hey, do we have to knock on wood and hope that, you know, Porter doesn't have a back thing or Murray doesn't have a knee right. thing next year? Like, that's probably maybe the only thing you think about, but you're not looking at your roster being like, oh, we're in some dire straits here, or this is a one-and-done deal. I think you look at it and say, okay, maybe we lose Bruce Brown, we find another guy to replace him. Otherwise, let's run it back. 100%. I mean, their key cogs are all under contract um, for not just next year, but the year after that. Um, yeah. You know, you mentioned while other teams are going to, you know, kind of be dealing with continuity and, and, and trying to figure things out, um, they'll have their pieces in place. And, and you mentioned Porter. Um, how about the fact that Jokic and, Mur- and Murray were so good in the finals – 
that Porter shot 33% from the floor and 14, he was 4 of 28 from behind yeah. the arc, and they still dominated the Heat, a, a very yeah. good Heat team. So, um, you know, if they get anything from Porter in the fight, I, I shouldn't say that. He did contribute. Um, yeah. You know, this last, last, two games, last two last games, last two games, he, he, he found a way to contribute. Yeah. He found it, but he was invisible there for at for stretches and obviously couldn't knock down shots. Not a, Never has been a great defender, um, but at least did play with some effort on the on the defensive end. So, yeah, Bruce Brown uh, would, would obviously be a, a piece they'd like to retain. Um but uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, just looking ahead, um, this is could be the start of of something special for for Denver. And when we look at the finals odds for Denver being at you know four seventy five, the Knicks at fifteenth among all NBA teams at four thousand. I don't know. That feels a little low to me. Like, I mean, I'm not saying they should be in the top five, but I mean, I'm thinking about maybe dropping some dimes on that on that on that bet because I'm like fifteen. I don't know. Now it's hard to say that the that necessarily Vegas is saying the Knicks are the 15th best team in the NBA, but you could kind of look at that and say, look, this is a team that finished in the top eight in terms of how the season ended. They were one of the last eight teams. And here for the betting odds, they're looking at plus 4,000. I mean, do you read anything into that? Do they think, are they anticipating a Randall trade that maybe takes them one step back, two steps forward? Like what? I was a little surprised at how low they came in. Yeah. I think because it's New York. I think you would think people, they would think people would run to say, Oh, Nick's had a great season. Let's put money down. Yeah, I think, but you know, Vegas is is smart enough to understand. I I think their their thinking is that the Knicks exceeded expectations, um, right. you know, whereas the Lakers failed to 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 you know kind of reach their plateau. And and the Lakers team obviously the second half. Um, that being said, I, I do think that I, I was surprised that the Knicks are fifteenth. You could could you make a case that eight you know that five teams are better odds than Knicks? Absolutely. Could you make a team and make a case that eight teams are better? I guess so. Sure, because you make a case that ten. Now you're starting to stretch it. I don't think there are fourteen teams that 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 you could make a legitimate argument. Um, it's certainly that I wouldn't put money on that uh, have a better chance to win a championship, especially considering the fact, as you mentioned, so much is up in the air right right now. Um, we're going to talk about Bradley Beal. Um, he's yeah. a name that'll be bandied about. Um, you know, is Joe Allen B definitely going to stay in, in Philadelphia? I assume so. Um, but you know, as we know, anything can happen. Um, what happens yeah. with Chris Paul? What happens with uh, Carol Anthony? Towns, what happens with Zach Levine? Right. What happens with the Martyrosa? We go on. What happens with James Harden? We could go on and on and on. Um, you assume one of those guys will go to one of these top five, six teams. You know, that this, you know, these superstar teams will kind of consolidate. The Shams report indicated Miami is the front runner uh for, for Bradley Beal. Um, uh, so we'll see. Um, that being said, again, to your point, with the Knicks odds as low as they are, I'd be willing to throw down some money in case. The Knicks swing a, a blockbuster for a, 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 an MB. Um, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. think they should trade for Beal, but you know, so, somewhere along those lines, and we'll discuss that in a second. Um, yeah. but again, there's going to with the Knicks are. You talk about those guys that will be that are up for grabs now, and there will be another player or two that demands a trade. You know, on a random Tuesday in August, as opposed to July. Um, and the Knicks, as we've talked about before, are in terrific position in terms of draft capital salary cap flexibility and uh, uh, salaries that they can match, uh, you know, good players on very good team friendly contracts, mid tier contracts, expiring contracts, all the stuff that you need to make a big trade the Knicks have. Um, So that, so for that reason, um, you know, if we on opening day, you could and and nothing you know the, the, the league's kind of settled a little bit. Then I could then you could make more of a realistic argument that the Knicks aren't aren't uh, you know aren't a championship legit championship contenders. Um, but right now, if you're just throwing darts and, and rolling the dice, uh, the Knicks have a decent chance to to do some interesting stuff this offseason. 
I agree. And you look at these teams, Nuggets, Celtics, Bucks, Suns, Lakers, Warriors, Sixers, Clippers, Heat, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Kings, Cavaliers, Pelicans, all ahead of the Knicks. Now, that Pelicans thing, let's see how long that lasts. By the time you get the NBA draft, given all these rumors. But, I mean, that's a lot of teams. That's a lot of teams. There's a lot of good teams. Some of them not that good. Mavericks, not very good at all. But, um, but that's a lot of teams in there uh, to put ahead of the Knicks. So, very interesting there. But, shout out to the Denver Nuggets. Um, they did their thing uh, winning this NBA championship. 